Coming to you live from the studios in Mount Prospect, Mark Button and Chris Laporta in the Breakfast Balls Podcast. Nailed it. On this episode of the Breakfast Balls Podcast, we got the chance to talk with a very funny, very entertaining Griff Pippen. Griff is a comedian in LA and loves the game of golf. I think probably as much as we do. He is on Instagram at Griff Pippen, P I P P I N, and he's also putting on several. Uh, comedy shows uh, using Zoom or other video outlets uh, that you can watch. Uh, just check out his Instagram. He'll have postings on there about the shows and when they're airing. So check them out. Check out the episode. Griff Pippen, everyone. No matter the Armageddon or zombie apocalypse, it doesn't change what golfers do. They will, we will go right back to the golf courses as if nothing ever happened. It, 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 I mean, it's, it's you know, like we drove to Arizona. We're like, all right, well, if it's open next door, we'll yeah. drive there. And, you know, it's hard yeah. to get a tee time at courses that are open here. Yeah. But, no, golfers don't. My dad is in Oklahoma, golf seven days a week. He didn't care. No. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's part of the reason why we're we're driving to Georgia. Like we're 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 our families were like we need one we need to get out of out of Chicago because uh, we're what they extended it for another thirty days. Yeah, we're quarantined you know, to the end of May. May. Yeah. Oh my gosh. End of May, but they, but they opened they... up golf. Uh, but but listen to this. It's it's walking only. Uh, it, you can only use a push cart if you have one, your own personal one. Two only two person. Per tea time, fifteen yeah. minute tea times. I mean, golf, no, and that's golf courses aren't going to survive it's, that. It's walking only. Uh, I mean, there's rules, social distancing, and stuff like that. But uh, you know, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and they and they haven't. Even, but Georgia, no, Georgia gets Illinois no isn't fucks. even open yet. They don't open until Friday. Oh, Georgia, they don't. Uh, way down. They, yeah. No. No virus give, is going to stop no us. Fox. I mean, we got Augusta, Georgia <laughs> down here. And let me tell you, you, you get some some virus named after a Mexican beer. Oh, absolutely not. We will be playing golf. And, we, and I will make a birdie under this pandemic. It ain't going to stop us. The, the, I'll tell you, the Chinese is behind all of this and they ain't going to make they ain't gonna make me stop. I'm going to play golf every damn day. 
Chew my tobacco <laughs> on a rocking chair. That's a that's the plan. Yeah. That's the plan. Yeah. We're packing up two families and driving sixteen hour fifteen hours south and gonna see what happens. It's kinda of funny, isn't it? You're just like, Wow, Georgia doesn't give two fucks and then you're like, Well, why don't we go drive in a car and join the no fuck parade? <laughs> mm-hmm. Might as well. Might as well. They're, they don't give a shit. We <laughs> That's might what as well we're not doing. Shit with them. Like I, I get that. That's what I did with Arizona. I was like, they don't give a shit in Arizona. Like we got in a car and it was just like we're gonna go where people don't give a shit, so we can play golf. And and they everyone there was like, yeah, we don't give a shit. You do you not give? You don't give it. No, nope, you don't give a shit. Come play golf with us. Well, we don't give a shit. Cool. Five hours of not giving a shit and then eating raisin canes. <laughs> Best day of my life. Best day of my life. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I... That's awesome. Now, he, is he the yeah. same buddy that nice. is with you in uh, Arizona? Uh, no, different buddy who's relatively new at golf and spends three to four hours a day looking at used clubs on let go offer up in Craigslist. So he's officially <laughs> into the game. He's there. He's in. Yeah. I get, oh, I get about 20 texts a day of like, like, uh, like offer up, like offers, like check this out. You think that's a good deal? And I, about five or six texts a day, offer him 40. Don't give him the, no. And I'm, you know. <laughs> Uh, tell them to go get fitted, man. That that would be the best advice I can give a yeah. new golfer. That's one of the best things clubs. you can do. But uh, I don't know if that makes that much of a difference for a new golfer. That's true. Let him, yeah, that's true. Let his game develop. You know, I got there. fitted for a driver a year and a half, two years ago. Game changer for me. Um, and I probably need to get yeah. fitted for my irons. I don't know what difference that's you know making. I might be robbing myself. I, I'm pretty sure I'm robbing myself of some yards with my irons. Um, so I don't know. You know, I I know with the driver, I added 20 plus yards by getting fitted. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and it wow. has a lot to do with swing speed. If you have a higher swing speed and your shaft isn't enough, you're getting too much backspin in that, in that ball's ballooning. So I went from old Taylor made to Callaway with a new, a different shaft and huge difference. Yeah, that's. I mean, I mean that's your there's problem, hope. Mark. There is hope for me now. I yeah. got uh, yeah. for my Christmas gift. Uh, my brother-in-law, who's on the phone with you right now, um, and my wife got me a, um, a fitting and and a club, which I haven't done anything with yet. But there's still hope for me that I could add some yards to my 260-yard drive that I currently have. Uh, Ooh, hey, he doesn't know. Yeah, I mean, people think that, like, oh, I'm just average. I can't hit those. No, if you do the right workouts in the gym and focus on some flexibility, like, I just think somebody who's hitting a 260 could put 40 yards on their drive. I'm, you know, I really do think so. I'm not saying you have to turn into Jamie Sadlowski or Cameron Champa over here, but I I really think you can do that. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. I mean, Griff, he's six You're five. Six five? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. So. The biggest yeah. advantage in golf possible. Yeah. The biggest advantage. DJ six four, and I mean, you watch him. You know, obviously, just drive par fours like it's like it's a cake. Uh, yeah, if you could utilize Thomas Peters, the six five, uh, Stuart. Stu- yeah, Stuart. Is he really Sink that tall? Was around that. There's a handful of guys. 
Um, but yeah, any taller than six five is probably like you know uh, a, a setback. But no, if you can use six five and put some weight on your glutes, oh man, I couldn't keep up with you. No way. Oh, I got a lot of weight. Yeah, I just glutes, got a... that's for sure. There you go. <laughs> not no, the, oh, not the good. Not kind. the quarantine glutes. Okay, for you. Yeah, I just I started taking lessons um, at Golf Tech towards the end of 2019. Then I blew out my ACL, and then we had quarantine. Yeah. But um, I was supposed to get fitted. I was supposed to get fitted in February. I, obviously, that didn't happen. But my the, my instructor's like, it looks like you're holding a toothpick because I'm six four, and I, I have like standard stock clubs. He's like. It literally looks like you're swinging. Yeah, I, I don't know how that works. I watch DJ, and I see a little bit of awkwardness there because he's too tall. And, you know, Tiger is six one, probably about, you know, where you want to be. Any taller yeah. than that is, I don't know if that, like, if the, the normal club feels weird in your hands. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm so used to it, but, like, he's like, you need, like, a half inch. Yeah, I would think. Kind of I would think you'd need a little. It just doesn't make sense. I'm 5'11 and a quarter. So my clubs are fine for me, but if I'm six four, I would think that's not going to feel the same. Yeah, but you tell oh, the ladies you're six feet, though, right? Gosh, you, you think <laughs> I'm on Bumble and Tinder saying I'm five eleven and a quarter? Absolutely not. Absolutely. One time on a date was with a girl who was five ten, and she goes, "That's all you." I was like, "I'm six foot," and she just without missing beat, she goes, "No, you're not." I've never felt more just like vulnerable and violated in my life because I've never had a girl catch me. I've never had a girl be like, no, she just goes, no, you're not. And I'm like, oh my God, I just felt like defeated. And I was like, yeah, you know, you're right. I'm not. I'm 5'11 and a quarter. And you're right. You know, I, what do, what do you want me to say there? You know, where do we go? Where, from where do we go from I, here? I'm the, I'm the average height in Germany. What do you want me to do about that? I'm short in Holland. I don't. Where do we go from here? Okay, you know, like I lied. I lied to you. You know what I mean? I'm the same height as Mike Tyson. I'm not the same height as Louis C.K. Okay, are you happy? <laughs> so talk to me about the life of being nope. a comedian right now. It's got to be a little uh, crazy not being able to do what you do in front of people. You know, what's really, really interesting is um, so we've been doing these virtual comedy shows on Zoom and yeah. Instagram live streams. So it's weird because, you know, I get on there and I see a little gallery of faces and I just talk into a computer. And so I'm doing comedy. I'm doing sit down comedy. But it's it's really interesting because <laughs> I see myself in my screen. So it's like. It's a weird, like, self-awareness project, if you will. So for the first time, I can, like, see myself. I'm like, oh, this is how I look to people. And I've never really, in a way that I haven't on camera, you know, I've recorded my sets, but in a way, like, I see my face. Yeah. I'm like, this is what people see. And it's been a really good reflection, and I've actually learned a lot about myself and actually really leveled up. I'm not even kidding you. This has made me a notably better comic. So especially when, when, when the club's... I mean, the clubs aren't just going to, like, you know, it's either 2020 is pretty much, like, almost gone for me. I don't think it's going to be till 2021 until I'm, like, doing a lot of performances again. Uh, sure. And so I'm just doing these online comedy shows, getting paid in Venmo, um, which is not, you know, my ideal lifestyle. Um, <laughs> but 
yeah, it's it's been really interesting, and uh, I am actually grateful for the self reflection it's given me by seeing my fat ugly face right in front of my face. Like there's, I'm my face is right in front of me. I'm like that is how you look to people, just so you know. And I'm like, oh, I'm kind of seeing. Like, when I do certain things, I look in the camera and see my face, and I see a bigger reaction and laugh. So I'm like, oh, okay, I'll try that again tomorrow on my Zoom show. And then I do it, and I'm like, okay, I'm figuring things out. So I'm actually pretty grateful for it, even though it sucks. Cool. That's, you know, that's the way I look <laughs> at it. So is it hard to then, like, feed off, feed off awesome. the audience? Well, the, can you hear them laugh at least? You can, but it's weird because a lot of people, like, will mute and I'm like, oh, cool. Like, so sometimes you don't know if you're doing well. <laughs> you might have just like, I, I, yeah. I'll, I'll like if a like joke hits or not. New, the other night I tried out a new joke and a lot of people muted. And then I got off and thanked my buddy for having me on. I was like, I, did I just bomb? He's like, no, dude, you did really well. I was like, I have no idea. No clue if I did well. So I'm like, I'm like, is this the future or just talking into a computer and hoping you did well? I'm like, that's a, that's a dire outlook that's my industry so yeah that's crazy i mean that's a good out i mean that's a good outlook though on it man taking advantage yeah for sure you know what i mean better comic a lot of people if you have a naturally pessimistic or cynical outlook on life uh i don't judge you for that at all but uh, if you do this quarantine has probably hit you hard and um and if you're an optimist like me, you're, you see opportunities. And this is, I've just I've leveled up in this in a lot of ways and learned a lot and focused on things. And you, and I, I got right with the IRS from 2018. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I took, if you're listening to the IRS, yeah, you lose. Um, so until I file my 2019 taxes. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, I've just... I've taken a lot of uh, opportunities and to just to, I sound so stupid, but just to, to grow as a person in a lot of ways. And I quit, I, I got sober in January. <laughs> no, so man, for I'm sure. Here, like I'm, I'm feeling good every morning when I wake up, but I like people are becoming alcoholics now. So I'm like, Oh yeah. I've seen, I've seen, yeah. I've seen it. You know, Oh Congrats, dude, I, I, I needed to dude. my dad's high school uh, reunion golf tournament. I drank a polished off, a bottle of Sailor Jerry's after nine holes by myself. The whole thing, the whole thing, the whole thing. Nine Jesus. holes, yeah, nine holes. Bragged about it on the tenth tee and took five swings before I hit my drive. Um, and woke up in the pro shop on the floor. And I, this is in the middle of August, and I start yelling at the people working in the pro shop. I'm like, turn on the masters. And they're like. <laughs> Sir, it's not a damn. Sir, it's, it's August. It happened in April. I got shit. What month is turn on the masters and got kicked out? And I was like, oh, okay, you know. <laughs> but <laughs> not for being drunk and passing out. Not at all. Out, but for asking for the masters. No, no. Waking up with a pimento cheese sandwich in my pocket. So. Yeah, I mean that you know. That, if you're a golfer and you're listening, like I, a lot of golfers are like, yeah, I've been I've been doing that every weekend for ten years now. What's that? my wife? My yeah, my wife sucks. If you if you knew Karen, you'd be doing the same thing. 
<laughs> Typical Tuesday. Typical Tuesday. <laughs> yep, blacking out at the pro shop at Lake Hefner again. Well, congrats on being sober. Yeah, uh, I don't I- – golf anywhere in the world with any other golfers and they all know the same struggle it is a, it is as i heard a pga uh, psychologist say it is a cruel sport <laughs> but but it's not gonna stop us it is man it's not gonna stop us oh it i shot 140 is. i uh no. i played at bannon dunes out in uh in uh oregon yeah it's Oh, old McDonald. Oh, yeah, that's, I a, that's a bucket I list course. I, was, I lost my, my temper. Uh, my caddy is – my dad couldn't play his back when I out. And so it's just me and my caddy, and it, he's just cracking up because I'm just playing, cracking jokes. And the these greens are like something out of a mini golf course. I mean, I, I can't count how many five putts I had that day. Like triple, <laughs> quadruple tier greens. I mean, you have these par threes that are 150 yards, and they're the hardest par threes I've ever played. If you don't get on the right tier, like just pick up your ball and move on. Just take your take your take a five and walk away. Like so, you know, I I just I couldn't play this course. Shot like 104 that day, and I was I was blocking all my drives. Uh, no, I was snap hooking all my drives, and I was so frustrated. I just had the same snap hook all day, and. I had about a 15th hole. He's like, why don't we try something? Just like a Band-Aid. So I pressed my hands forward, and at impact, my hands could only roll over so much. So that kept me from snapping. And I was like, maybe I'll block a few to the right, but I won't snap. And I started playing well. Next day, we played another course there in the fog, teed off early. You can't even see where your tee ball goes. Shot one under 71. And it is funny in golf. I just want to tell the golfers listening – like there is hope. You can go from 104 to a 71 in one day. I, I, it, it can happen because um, what wow. if, if you have the same reoccurring problem? Like if you're going to block one hole in a snap hook, the next, uh, that, that, you know that, that that's when you 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 put your golf clubs on eBay. I get it, but um, if you have the same problem all day, just remember you can fix it with a little band aid for the day, and you can if you're in a tournament. And you're in a scramble. You're in a best ball. You, your partner's relying off you. And you got to come through that day. First two, three holes, it's the same snap or the same block. All right, we know what's going on there. Try to find a Band-Aid, whether it's like fix some of your hands. Like it's, It may not be a permanent, just a Band-Aid yeah. for the day. And you can come through and be a, be, be a hero and a partner, and you can win that tournament that day. But don't, you know, like, well, I got to – I got to deconstruct my swing here today. No, dude, you're blocking it all day. Start trying to hook it. And, and you can. 104 That's to a advice, 71 man. in great one advice. day. That... Is that good? Yeah, Is that good? That's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, re- I read that somewhere too. It's like, never try to fix your swing on the course. Like, if something's not working, just, just like you said, I didn't hear the term band-aid, but. Put a bandaid on it. Make just get through the fucking round. That's what the mistake to too many golfers make. Is, it's impossible. Oh, I'm gonna try to fix. Do not try to fix your swing. That is what you go to a golf instructor for. But if you are doing one thing the whole day, one thing, you can put a bandaid on it to fix it. If you're doing all kinds of things, like that's a different, you know, that's a different story. But quite often, whoever's listening, quite often you have one problem all day. It's a slice or it is a snap hook. Or you're, you know, whatever. Um, 
Yeah, it's one thing. You can you can also rockets. Um yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. No, I I've I've had two hollow rockets in one <laughs> hole and I was just like this is brutal. I mean like I you know, I I, I think I was uh not finishing my swing. That's what hitting the hosel. Um and yeah, and I just was like, okay, I'm just going to do a band-aid and press, you know, uh, take it inside so i might start snapping it but no more hosel rockets i think i think i hit a few houses to the left of the tee box but no more hosel rockets <laughs> yeah we there was a stretch last summer where i mark you can attest where like oh hit my drive fine but you put a, a short iron in my hand hosel rocket hosel rocket hosel rocket so i just started punching a seven or eight iron from there on out for like a month stretch. Cause I, yeah, there was I, a couple I, times I where you just walked out. Fucking iron to save my life. I was worried about you for a minute or two. I kept playing, yeah. but I thought about you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I just left. No, sometimes, yeah. like, there's been can't days play golf where, that way. like I said, there's multiple problems going on. I'm hooking it. I'm slicing it. I'm chunking it. I'm blading. I'm doing everything in the book, and I'm just like, I don't ever want anything to do with this game again. I At one point, I remember... <laughs> I uh, put my clubs up on eBay for about three hours and then changed my mind. And I, I actually did that. I I, op- I didn't even have an eBay account. I literally had opened up an eBay account just so I could put my golf clubs for sale. And then I was like, all right, come on, we can fix this. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, it's, it is a cruel sport. It is a battle with yourself every single time. You know, I think Michael Jordan was saying in an interview, he's like, golf is a battle against yourself. Thanks, everyone, for joining us for this episode of the Breakfast Balls podcast. If you like what you heard and like learning from our mistakes, please subscribe. Also, if you're on Instagram, please follow us at breakfastballs.podcast. Panda! Listen! No, I, I actually had the chance of, um, I, I had a bar show that I ran downtown for like five years and, and I, I see this guy with this like hat and a big just jacket on sitting by himself drinking at the bar and I look closely it was like who's that fucking get a mustache older gentleman head on i looked and it was shooter mcgavin and i was like oh shit i didn't know the guy's name in real life but i knew it was shooter mcgavin and i was like hey man uh, what are you doing we're, we're doing a comedy show in five minutes if you want to come he's like okay he was fired up sat in the front row with two like hot girls who were in college just sat right down with him like he knew him and anyway great he loved the whole show was fantastic hung out with us and got a picture of my instagram if you scroll down a little bit but the nicest guy he was just came to drink by himself came to the show like you know uh, like wasn't didn't plan on it came sat front row and loved it it's one of the coolest guys (laughs) ever i was like man that was that was a fun moment Ooh, i knew it at some point but uh what's his real fucking name (laughs) I just know him as Shooter McGavin. Shooter. I did be like, dude, you, you were. Called, I did were you that. I loved your, I loved your, uh, your, you know, your, your role in Happy Gilmore and everything. He was, oh, thanks. 
you know, because he, he's one of those guys that like had a couple huge roles and but things fizzled out and he knows that everyone recognizes him as one or two and he probably didn't his career didn't go where he wanted it to yeah. but i'm like dude who gives a shit you were shooter mcgavin like there's a decent chance they do a like a sequel or a remake or something yeah. like adam That's sandler and you know bring him back and everything so you go there you play it's you and kim jong-un you're both the same handicap and all those their special service securities watching the whole match, and you play, and the bet is you have to spend a week in North Korean prison if you lose, and if you win, you get a lifetime membership at Augusta. Yeah, I went there. Do you do that match? Do you do that match? Daddy. A week in North Korean prison or lifetime okay. in Augusta? Uh yeah I'm I'll... hard 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 pass. pass yeah I'm taking that match I, I want nothing to do with the North Korean that's really? that's totally really? fair you know what I mean I don't want to know what they do I don't want to know I don't want to know I, I I'm not I'm that's not cut week. out for that Chris I'm sorry and American uh, American Chubby. media and uh, <laughs> the the the, 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 the diplomats and john Kerry, whoever the hell i don't know who it is anymore uh I, whoever is the ambassador they've struck a deal to where you have to come back alive now and what in what shape i don't know you know like that Otto yeah. warm ba guy a few years ago he came back alive but died shortly after but um you have to come back alive so that's the condition now you know what what's going to happen? You know, our you know if we know anything about the prison system, like you know, some guys get treated worse off because of the things they did. But you know, what are you in prison for? I lost a match to your your president. You know, your dictator. Like, oh, okay, you're not really, you didn't hurt anybody, so or you didn't like you know, you're not a bad guy. So we're gonna beat you up, but you know, not that bad because you just lost the golf match. You, you have to imagine, but you don't yeah. know. You have to come back. I think I think it's all psychological. I think they just. He's going to mind fuck. Right. For a yeah. Week. They waterboard you for a week and uh, you come back and you think, wow, if I would have made that putt on 18, I could be a member at Augusta, but I screwed that up. <laughs> missed the. Th- <laughs> I, I missed don't think I can live with myself. I think to the right and yeah. uh, I don't get to play at Augusta and I got waterboarded for a week. That's big. And, and, and okay, as a member, um, you can. And as a, yeah, you know. Yeah, I'm a risk and, reward you know, guy. That's, though. A, that's a tough one, right there. Risk so, reward. Uh, oh, and if you do win, you also get lifetime membership Pyongyang Golf Club as well. On top of that, that's an extra bonus. <laughs> 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 and Dennis Rodman caddies every time. <laughs> that that might be the, just the perk in itself, the gift <laughs> that keeps giving. Dennis Rodman. Yeah, I don't know how that even all started. That is just absurd when you think about it. Did you? So random. That's just so, so weird. I just, it's so weird. It's just got to be drug related, right? Like he must so have got weird. so fucked up one weekend. Somehow got a hold of Kim Jong Un, and they just became best friends. I think they said Kim yeah, Jong Un was a huge fan of, him, of his. Of actually, like, uh, okay, that's wild. I'm a wild guy. Why not? And then yeah. they became friends and. 
I bet you John Kerry and a lot of ambassadors have actually worked closely. Like, hey, I know you're there on fun, and he's just a fan of you, but can you know? Can you at least chat with him a little bit and try to you know make, talk some sense into him while while you guys are smoking cigars <laughs> over there? And he's like, okay, yeah. Can you kill him with your bare? <laughs> can hands? you kill him? <laughs> 